0: WellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives.
1: This is Inside the Champion's Mind with your hosts, Lawrence and Karen Tam.
0: Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in everything you do in life, love, and legacy. I'm your host, Lawrence Tam, and here is...
1: Karen Tam. You forgot about me then for a second. You thought you were doing a solo recording, didn't you? Well, I
0: just wanted to keep the guests hanging here, because we're not actually (laughs) doing a video recording on this particular podcast,
1: because... We're on location. We're
0: on location, and we don't have the best mic right Mm -hmm. now, so uh, you're going to have to deal with the audio. Hopefully, it's not too, too bad. We kind of come here as the quietest spot as possible it's actually a beautiful area we're actually in a um in an aquatic center right now this is our first experience as parents
1: doing swim carnival
0: swim carnival yeah, this has
1: been stressful it's, been stressful. it's been, stressful. So been stressful so let me put the
0: context so just for, yes. for those people who don't actually understand what a swim carnival is it's basically a Kaia's first uh swimming competition uh for the school and she's never our kids have never actually entered any competitive sport at the moment uh no. and so this is our first experience of
1: and we've never done it. I've never done swim carnival. This is all new to me. I don't even know.
0: Do you even know what swimming is? No, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm I've choking. got
1: my hair wet on occasion, Lawrence, Tam.
0: <laughs> um, so anyways, we're we're here at the school Box carnival and uh, we're between races at the moment. So we thought we'd just shoot a, I mean, not shoot one, I record a quick podcast right now because we're having some, lots of emotions around this and a lot of feelings around this. So we thought we'd just, you know, spur of the moment, let's record. So why are you nervous?
1: We... Do you know what? I think it's not wanting to disappoint Kaya because this is all new to me. I don't. I don't know if they do these in Canada or maybe just where Absolutely. I do they? Absolutely. Okay. Well, wherever I lived, <laughs> which is the back and beyond, they didn't do swim carnivals. Well, oh,
0: actually, you know, I lied. That um, you had to be on. You were part of the swim team per se. I guess you didn't okay. actually. Not the whole school. The whole school. Didn't Australia you? is very big on swimming, so yeah. everybody does okay. swimming.
1: Okay. So this was new to me. We had a, a very official email come from the school, and you had there was all these um, different races and styles of swimming and you had to select 25 meter, 50 meter, what type and I panicked a little bit because I couldn't even envision how long this was or what she needed to do and I know with Kaya she is um, a perfectionist and she can get very upset if she doesn't do well and i didn't want this to be a negative experience for her so i basically chose two events i chose the shorter the shorter amount which was 25 meters and put her into those because i wanted this to be fun and i just wanted it to be a gauge for next year to know what changes do we want to make now this has backfired on me slightly because most of the girls in her class not most well well according to kaya most there's probably four of them we're doing the 50 meters and so there was a, a lot of tears last night over her dealing with the fact that she wasn't doing the 50 meters and perhaps she wasn't the best for once at something and we had to have a lot of discussions about that yeah. which then made me feel a bit upset as well that perhaps I should have pushed her further and put her into the 50 meters
0: yeah so I think the key here is also you got to put in this perspective right I think a lot of things is that the reason why we're talking about this is actually um, about parents right parents you know, as adults, we can talk about how we feel and how we deal with our emotions. That's sort of not the easier part. But when it comes to kids, sometimes our emotions with our kids and ex- expectations on our kids and how they should feel, or trying to protect them, this is where it starts to kind of unwind for us, right? And we're, you know, cars are first, so it, you know, we're dealing with those challenges as well. But I
1: guess what I found was hard, and which is what we said, let's record this, is because as I went to get a cup of tea, I walked by two boys in two different places of the pool who are probably, I don't know, eight or ten years old full-on crying and losing it and I it just as a mom I don't like seeing kids cry and I was like this is ridiculous these kids are getting so stressed about this swimming carnival like Kaya couldn't sleep last night she was up at five o'clock so worried about it so emotional and then I see these boys crying because they didn't place and I came out to you kind of going oh what it, I don't like this environment because it as a mom it was getting me upset and you had some interesting thoughts on the importance of what was happening today?
0: Yeah, so for me, like, I, I think that, you know, I'm not trying to be stone cold here, but I think one of the things is is that, you know, as adults we are going to have to deal with it and we, we deal with it every day and these kids are going to have to deal with those things in the future. Now, yes, do I like seeing my, my kids cry or any kids cry at that age and feeling of the pressure? No. However, I do feel like a sports is being, it puts you in a competitive environment that allows you to re- really just learn to deal with some of those pressures now it is there is pressure there's no doubt about it because the pressure is actually placed by us as parents placed by their fellow classmates placed on by themselves and also by the school and so on and so forth so that's I don't think that's actually a bad thing to experience it at this young age and here's my reasoning for that because the the younger they are the the more resilient I believe they actually are to deal with those stresses when they're young and when you can deal with some losses when you can deal with some um experience of that you're not the best at everything and that you're not going to win at everything and there's that competitive edge of of you know sometimes you're going to lose and sometimes you're going to win the elation of that I think that younger you deal with it the better it is when you grow up in adulthood because the it allows you to create a story and ch- and challenges that you that experiences that will help you deal with those situations as an adult now the key though i think is actually what the kids take away from that experience which is what our job as adults i think is is about is to help them understand or help them learn through the experience all those losses even when they win and those challenges. I mean, that's what I'm more interested in it about. It's not whether they win or lose. It's about the stories they actually tell themselves. That would be the most important lesson that they can take away from this.
1: I get you. I hear you on that. I think it's, I think it's just still hard as a mom. I don't know. I, I, there was another um, mom that I came across and she was saying to me last year, her daughter got up on the podium and went to jump in the water freaked out started crying and ran off and i was like oh that's just terrible how is she coping today and then i find out today this year she came first Hmm. um and, and you're absolutely right it's it's how we as parents it's how we as teachers frame what they are going through and help them process that so that we don't just say well you know what honey never swim again it was horrible that's ena- that's basically enabling them. And so I, I think really me being a bit upset is just processing this outside away from Kaya so that mm. when I do see her I can help her process whatever she's feeling and how she's you know, how she's dealing with it so that we're better ready for next year as well. Well I
0: really like what you just said there is that you're thank you. You're learning. You're <laughs> learning like as adults, I think it's we can learn so much from our kids, right? That's what we're doing right now. We're actually reflecting. We haven't actually spoken to Kaya, but we're reflecting in a sense of what she's going through and we're also talking about how we would deal with it because it's teaching it about us but also now how we're going to teach her and we're, we're sitting back and thinking about it rather than putting her as a victimhood and going oh so you know you did so well but you know you didn't do it like you know we're actually going to actually think about this and go like what is the actual best story that we can tell her or what's the how can we help her frame this you know to get her through this challenge and yes is it do i get this right all the time absolutely not like i've you know, you see me. I've I talked to her sometimes. She just doesn't want to listen, and she's, you know, she has her own story, and she's stuck in that. But I believe that over the years, I know that this is just one blip in her life compared to all the other less story lessons that I'm going to be able to teach her, hopefully, in, in the future. That allows her to, you know, slowly start to, you know, shift her mind, shift her 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 ability to kind of see the world.
1: Do you think, though, that we're seeing more meltdowns today because? Perhaps I'll throw this out there. There's not a lot of competition at school anymore. Like, I just think about always at school, they're always getting these little things called um, merit certificates. You know, they tie their shoelaces or they showed up to class on time. Like, everybody is getting these for basically breathing and showing up at school, and everybody's a winner. And I think it's great to acknowledge kids and to congratulate them on things, but it's almost like they're handing them out so much I don't know if the kids know what it's like to fail or what it is like to be in a pressure situation.
0: I'm actually encouraged to see. I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't think I see any um, participation merits being handed out today. All I see has been first, second, third place winners, um, but I don't think there's actually participation merits. And I'm really thankful for that. I know some parents are going like, no, but everybody should get a merit. No, I don't think so. Like if you don't rank, if you don't, if you don't make the top three, um, then you shouldn't get a ribbon.
1: Like, I, c- I can see that though as a parent because I kind of feel like, oh gosh, just let her get a ribbon, please. But then I, I know that's not benefiting her because it gives her something. Her If she doesn't get a ribbon today, it gives her something to strive for that. If she really wants to go after that, I think it, then it creates a fire and a passion inside her that she is going to work her butt off. Mm. next year to go after that and maybe she'll get it and maybe she won't but it's the process right I
0: mean it the, is a process the, the thing yeah. is that you know I was just, uh reading this book and they were talking about you know the greatest sports you know athletes or even the greatest players in the world are players who are actually rather than actually going after victory that they love winning it was actually that they hated losing more most of them were uh, moved away from losing Michael Jordan was one of them when his Michael Jordan when he was inaugurated to the hall of fame he named you know what not all the players who helped him he actually named all the players that uh, that created a burning desire. The coach who didn't choose him in high school.
1: So was it, so was it, he just wanted to prove to them? Yeah, he, you, he, you chose wrong. You didn't believe in right. me. I'm going to show you.
0: Yeah. Those type of players had this tenacity about them. They're, they they had this thing about them. They inside of them, that it was all those players are all those people who didn't believe them and they were there to prove it to them. So what I mean is that not, not all, everybody's like that majority of the greatest uh, athletes in the world are usually there to prove Michael Phelps. I was telling Kaya this, this morning, Michael Phelps, because she asked me about, you know, who won has won the most gold medal in swimming in ever. <laughs>
1: Thank God she asked you that question and not so, me. <laughs> well,
0: I thought it was Michael Phelps, but we Googled it, right? So we go to Michael Phelps and she, you know, Michael Fass has won the most gold medals by, by any Olympian uh, in, in, in swimming. And I was just telling her, I just heard this story that Michael Phelps was actually in the 2004 Olympics when he was 15 years old and he didn't win a single medal. Mm-hmm. And that created a burning desire for the next four years to come back in Beijing in 2008 and smash it. And then, and he has done so in the next three Olympics after that. So I think there's inherently, there's those people who, who, who don't sit on their laurels of success. They keep striving to be better and better at what they do. And I think at this age, or even at any age for us adults, is that we got to learn that even when you become the best of the best, even if you're not the best of the best, is that it's the ability for you to continue to be better, better than yourself. Swim in your own lane, not worrying about how you compare to others, but how can you better yourself like so this morning, I literally had this morning I, it was my first day back um, from working out um, in, a, in at least over a week it 's been a really rough ride for me from workout perspective i, I don 't feel the strength um, that I had, you know, all the last couple of years, I just, you know, you
1: get old
0: <laughs> and so I had to take a week off um, just because it was really tough in the brawls breakthrough as well. And just mentally, emotionally, and I needed that break to make sure that I was, you know, mentally, emotionally strong too, as well. But today, one of the things I had to do was a one minute, uh, one minute workout. Like, you know, it was a couple of things, but one minute workout at the end. And I had to get 28 calories on the rower in one minute.
1: I don't even know what that means, so, 28 calories on a row. Just
0: imagine like you have to basically row as fast as you can for one minute straight.
1: Okay, so and you full have to,
0: out. And you have to get, you know, 28 calories on the on the dial. 28 calories, I don't, you know, I don't even know how to attribute that. But basically you got to go full out as much as you can. I know in my head, I tell the question, there's no way I can get 28. You're
1: not good on that I'm, rowing machine I'm, 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 You're, you're I'm the wrong short, size and build for it short, completely. I don't have
0: power in my legs. I just and the wrong size and female was 20 and 28 was you know the males I'm like you know I think that's for white males and I think the Asians <laughs> should go into the female categories uh,
1: <laughs> and
0: and so anyway so I said <clears throat> you know, I'll be lucky if I got 20 um, just knowing my own strength so anyways I was scared and I almost didn't want to do it like I literally was going you know Kai's got go to go swimming I was gonna just take it <laughs> off because the thing was is that if you didn't do the 28 yes I had to Rest, performance, and then do it again. So that was the incentive, to actually, oh, get the 20. No. And I was, I know if I just did one minute full out, my I wouldn't be able to move. Like I literally would not be able to walk for the next five minutes. And so I was scared, and I didn't want to do it. But I said, I thought I've got Kaya. I go, you know what? She's scared. She's been nervous about this whole entire race. And I said to her, you know what? If my daughter can fight through those fears, those anxieties, and and do it, I'm going to do this just to prove it to her. So I said, Daddy can do it. And you know, I did it. I got actually 25 calories. It's way more than I ever thought. But now at least I have a measuring stick. I, don't, I didn't know how many calories I got. 25 It's not that great. But at the end of the day, is that that's my measuring stick. So now I need to go push myself. And I told her that story. I said, hey, you know, I didn't get to what I thought I wanted to get to or what I need to get to. But that's okay.
1: I think as you say, it's swimming in your own lane. It's, and that's what we were stressing to her last night. Is that Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry what heats they're in or how fast they are. This is a competition for you and this is your first time doing it. So do it, do as best as you can, and then you walk, You just leave it all out. Leave it all out on the field or in the pool. <laughs> just leave it all out. And then you know at the end of the day, you know what, I gave it everything that I had. And I said, and then you've got that as a gauge or a rule stick to know for next year, how you want to go, go about this. But you need to have that, you need to have some sort of measurement and you need to have that experience and then just use that against yourself to propel yourself forward
0: yeah absolutely and i think like i said i think that we can learn so much from just learning how seeing how kids deal with the stress and and their loss and then i mean you, you feel sorry for the child like you feel sorry for these kids you know who are losing and they're crying or you everything. you hate
1: but they, to see them go through that but they get
0: over it they get yeah, they over do. it they do. you know get what i mean but yet as adults we never get over it that's the problem i mean you look at adults like they just you know something bad happens in their life they never get over it. they hang on to it for 10 years 20 years 30 years sometimes and sometimes they die with it and that's the challenge we see kids we feel sore we coddle them and everything else and we we then we force them to become a victim almost Mm. we got to be very careful and to kind of not make it like a victim that you didn't. Oh, it's okay. You know, you did your best. Da da da. There's also too like there's a bit of. It's like a fine balance. I'm not fine suggesting line. you need to kind of push your kids out to like you know go out there. I don't. I don't push my kids that way. But I just gotta manage their expectations. Manage that. You know, what are you doing this for? And then challenge them. How can they learn from it? Now, did all my kids always listen to me? Absolutely not. Karen <laughs> here is like right here to say that. The, you know, she can be a testament that they don't listen to me. You know, and, and I'm like the
1: referee. I'm like, are you listening to daddy? yes why aren't you looking at daddy look at that's how he knows you're listening look at daddy and
0: and trust me and you know some of you might be thinking oh yeah i'm sure you're you're going to be you know throwing your inside champion's mind all throughout them no i don't do that you break out
1: your flip charts i don't don't do that at
0: all (laughs) i I go really gently and i gotta monitor how their emotions are and you know i do the very best i can but I'm, i'm telling you this is because you know we all have our challenges my challenges right now is how do i you know it's easy for me to talk about this stuff to adults you know, to you guys, to the listeners, that's but it's it. so much harder when I talk to, to, with my own kids, you know, because they just, you know, they listen at a different level.
1: Yeah. It's, as I was going to say, dealing with children is completely different in how you handle it and how you broach it with them. Mm, and I'm challenged by that.
0: Absolutely challenged by it because that's, and that's the thing that I'm working through. This is the thing that I'm learning as I go through it. Um, and knowing, and it's so much easier to deal with adults because you guys can at least rationalize it and, and actually act upon it. And so, you know, going back to the original thing is, you know, can we as kids, uh, sorry, can we learn from our kids? And I think that the absolute thing is yes. Do we, should we challenge the kids? I think so. We need to challenge those kids. We need to force them to 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 put, I, not force them. I think it's really important to put them in these types of situation. Uh, af- athletics, I think, is a great way. That's what um, I was just
1: going to say. Like, what are you suggesting? Are you suggesting that they need to do a bit more intergroup athletics to help foster this it's not necessarily competitive edge, but it's just that not wanting to give up, that ability to just push themselves into uncomfortable situations or situations well, that make them grow. You know,
0: like maybe I'm, I'm biased because I, I, I do love sport. I don't think it has to be a sport thing. Kai is really academic, so she's put herself in a situation where she's in math. You uh, like, want a, to a,
1: say mathlete, athletes
0: math, <laughs> or math al- athletics, <laughs> I don't know what it is. But she, you know, she's, she's put herself in, the, in doing these tests for math and for you know English um, story writing competitions story writing, all yeah. these things like she puts herself in those situations but also but those are also things she's really good at I think it's important for her to do something like these like athletic carnivals um, to, to test her in that too I think sports, is that
1: or, for her to know that she's you think it's important because she's she, let's face it she's always comes up the best at most things that she does and that worries us because she's never really had to struggle it comes easily to her and then when something doesn't come easily to her this is where the frustration and the almost wanting to panic and give give
0: up you know to be honest with you that's why i like it that she's to hear is because i want her to struggle and i know that sounds terrible right Mm -hmm. that sounds terrible but i think she needs to learn to struggle at a young age because otherwise she's going to Because if she just continues to be, you know, the best at everything, and then when she gets to 14 and 15, and all of a sudden she starts to fail for the first time, she's going to, it's going to hit her hard. She won't even have the skill set to even cope. But like these, any competition, I think any competition is healthy. Now, hear hear me out on this though. What's really important is that they need to have fun. At this age right now, she's eight years old. It's all about having as much fun as possible. I don't. I haven't pushed many of my kids to any particular sports uh, to become like you know you know to be like a golfer or to be a tennis player or anything because I want them to try everything. If you don't like it, stick it out through the end of the quarter, finish it up. And then we'll try something different but you got to stick it out. if you start something always finish you can't quit in the second week like what i want to do is i want to make sure that they actually start something and they're going to finish it if they don't want to do it after the next after the next quarter then fine that's i'm okay with that but but by doing a sport right now it's all about having fun because you know what they don't I don't know what their skills are going to be I don't know what whether you know they might she might be really good at math right now but this doesn't mean that she's going to be continuing to be great at that um you know she might not be as great as in swimming right now but she could be fantastic and, and when she's 14 years old who knows how their body their hormones their emotions their mental and, and their physical ability are going to change but I think it's really important that we put them in situations like this in competition it's not for the sake of Um, whether to win everything or to lose everything. I I hate to see actually a star, who, uh, a kid, who actually wins at everything at a young age because I wonder if they're gonna deal with it later on. And most athletes usually just have fun until they get to the teenage years and then their built is then matched according to the sport they actually will enter in. You
1: know? And then I think as you were saying, it, it comes down to there, there could be somebody who, if there's two people side by side, there's one who's just more naturally the athlete, but they don't have the drive. And because then, they
0: lose the drive because they, they've won everything and it's like almost... They don't know, have why, to work why, for yeah, it. Yeah, why would I need to, to continue winning? Like, you know, they don't try, it's hard to improve. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certain people that will continue, but it's I would imagine, I mean, I don't know, like if you... Like, it's like a childhood star, right? A yeah. movie star. You know, we've seen that so many times. They become successful really young. They get, you know, they get all the glory when they're really young, and all of a sudden they go off the rails, right? Because mm-hmm. they had they saw success almost at a, at a very young age, and it's very hard to imagine because it's like a really different world now. And that's it, an extreme case, but yeah. I think that that goes. I think you can, you know, I think it speaks volume when it comes to sports.
1: And there is some, there's some moms in there I know who are on the opposite spectrum that their child is. Um, and I'm not saying Kai is not athletic, but they're, they really, the moms you can see, they're really stressed because their child they know is not going to do well. Mm. And I can see them there, and one mom in particular said, you know, I asked both my girls to do the 25 meters and they put themselves into 50 meters and she was feeling a lot of anxiety about this because she's like I don't know if they can do it and even if they do it they're going to come last and that and that is what actually happened that the girls came last the girls were terribly upset now the mom was like well great now I've got to deal with this and her older daughter she was saying you know um, every year she does the 50 meter and every year she comes in last. And she said to her, this year, just do the 25 meter, just do the 20. And her daughter was like, no, I want to do the 50. And I said to her, that speaks volumes about your daughter. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like she knows she's probably not going to win, but she's not going to give up. And she's going to keep persevering towards trying to do her personal best and that's amazing that it, that she's doing that
0: that's awesome like, I, to me I really see that I mean yes is it going to be hard for you to deal with it yeah absolutely but parenting is being hard it's so going as to be parents
1: hard. just get over it Have a- yeah <laughs> you
0: need to reflect upon okay how can I make this how can I turn this situation around are you going to get it right perfectly absolutely no of course not but I think it's so important for you to, 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 to change the story around and, and encourage that hey you know what you might have come last but you know for you to actually go after this year after year that's amazing and I think then talks about as they age how badly do you want this how badly do you want to improve or maybe look at their time you know it's not about competing being first anymore it's about you know how do you are you are you keep on getting better you know next year if you're not then maybe we need to look at it goes if you do want to enter this then we why don't we try to start training for it and I, you know i'm not talking about a seven-year-old here i'm talking about you know someone who's probably in the 10 11 year old who wants to get a little bit better they're putting themselves in difficult situation i think that speaks volume for a child to continue to be putting themselves in a situation where they know they're going to get hurt and they still keep on doing it i think that speaks volume with the character of that particular child to continue to strive to become better and challenge himself to difficult situation because you know what that's a that character behind that, is going to speak volumes when they get older.
1: And what do you think about um, visualizations? Because I know they talk about a lot of athletes who go into the Olympics, like they visualizations are a big part of their thing like they visualize from the second they get up every move they're doing so that when they actually walk out onto the court or they walk out onto the field in their mind they've already done it do you think at this age with children helping them try to visualize what to expect on the day would help lessen the anxiety and make them feel a bit more centered or it's too young to be doing
0: this i I don't know to be honest with you i i haven't I, I never thought of, I was always, I've always found Visualizing challenging But then it's probably Because I have never had practice You know I didn't really practice it So I think Visualization is always great I think it's always great To kind of You know Get them to Calm their mind um, That reminds me Of one, sp- um, one little story That I heard um, About you know The pressure I told Kai this morning She said she's nervous And I, and I told her And I don't know If this right or wrong But to me I said you know what The nervous is never Going to go away
1: the nervousness, Yeah, the
0: nervousness is not going to go away. I get nervous all the time every time I go and speak or every time I you know, do even a recording like this. Um, but at the end of the day is knowing that, you know, the nervousness is not going to go away. So what are you going to do with that nervousness? Right. And one of the things that I, I you know, what I heard was someone said to you, you just need to learn to be grateful for it. Because if you're not grateful, great, being grateful for that nervousness will allow you to be in a place not to ignore the great uh, the nervousness, but you knowing that you're actually in a pressure situation that allows you not to buckle. Because most people are when they're in a high stress situation and they're so nervous that they actually f- keeps they're frozen.
1: Is it like the fight or flight? Yeah, type they're of frozen.
0: Thing? And what happens is that you you know, for me, I'm actually grateful every single time I get nervous before I talk because it reminds me that hey I'm doing the right thing right now and this nervousness is helping me prepare that's how I I've how, but how, this did, around. how
1: does the nervousness help you prepare I don't get that well nervousness
0: allows me to me nervousness actually helps me uh, center knowing that it helps me stay focused to that. I need to be prepared, more prepared for this particular event or thing. If I just kind of go in there cruising and not worried then I'm not prepared. And that's when I actually screw up. Usually. Right.
1: So you're using it as like a marker that if you're feeling that, then you know, you need to do a little bit more to prepare or to yeah. be ready. Oh, I'm to get
0: in the zone. So. I got to, I'm not going to make sure the nervous is not going to get to me. I need to kind of get to to a space. So it actually forces me to kind of calm.
1: So you're which ma- is you're, weird so you're managing it instead of running and avoiding it you're like acknowledging it's here it's not going away so i have to learn how to manage this yeah. to move forward
0: so i can't like i can't control the nervousness the nervousness is always going to be there yeah. right like the nerves are going to be there i remember um uh, learning how to speak this is a long time ago this presentation of skills and they told me if you're not nervous before a talk then you might need to change careers, you know, this is like, this is going but You know right
1: what now. Tony Robbins does, even he, I keep bringing up Tony Robbins, I don't know why, um, but he does power moves, Yeah, because he, like, I'm just thinking, like, this is a guy who speaks like what almost every day of the year like he speaks all the time he's in front of all these massive groups and you would think man he doesn't get nervous at all um but even people like that do and he's got like power moves and things that he does behind stage before he gets on just to center himself to get those nerves out to kind of release some of that pent-up energy uh, and i think that's really why he does a lot of bouncing around on stage as well oh, he, it's to get he into harnesses state. yeah he's right, getting to get into state, state harnessing that energy um.
0: Yeah, so one of the things I do when I speak before is it's to, um, there's a couple of things I do. I listen to music, if I can. I listen to music that, that you know, pumps me up, uh, gets me energized. I'm um, not to kind of fire too much on my adrenals, but just enough to kind of get me in the zone. Um, I, you know, jump around, I move around, I move my jaw just to kind of open my mouth so I get rid of the nerves in my jaw um, or as much as I can or dissipate them. And, the, and the, the other thing I do is I focus and concentrate on just what my first 30 seconds are going to be. Actually, my probably first 10 seconds. One of my first words. Because someone gave me a great tip. I think it was Jeff Spencer, actually, one of the early co-hosts, the very first co-host on the Inside Champions Mind. He said to me, he goes, all you need to know, because you've already practiced and practiced and practiced anyways, all you need to do is figure out what you're going to say first. Because once you know what you say first, because if you get that right, you'll create a domino effect of everything you want to say for the rest of the speech anyways. Because you've already practiced. You don't need to focus on... The, the content because you've already done if you've done your preparation well if you've done everything well everything will flow but it's just how you get started how do you create that first domino effect and that's the key
1: that's, that's funny you're saying that because i was just thinking about my dad because he always used to say that to me as well is that if you get to the point that you're writing an exam or you're in a sport competing i used to compete figure skating mm. um when you get to that point that you're about to go and compete and do it the nerves can get to you but it's almost like you have to just remind yourself have I done everything I possibly could have done to be ready for this moment Mm -hmm. and it's either yes or no but at that point you can't change it and it's almost then you just have to let go and go okay I'm here now and this is what it's going to be and you just have to go with that versus letting all that fear and doubt and worry eat away at you it's almost like you've got to just push that to the side it's done Now is now And be very in the moment
0: Yeah like that nervousness And fear will never go away It's part of you So you need to learn How to accept it And he's absolutely right Because really If you've done the prep well Like that's what screws up These athletes We've seen athletes who choke yeah. At the most opportune time, like when they're going to do a shootout or when the, the pressure's on, they choke. Those those athletes choke because they just they just overwhelm the the pressure. They're not that they're not gifted. They're not like they don't know how to do. But they're overthinking it. They're thinking about where my arm should be, where I'm gonna, how I'm gonna jump, or how do I take that shot. They already know that. It's almost like in their muscle memory, they already know exactly what to do. It's more importantly to manage their Mental. ability mental stress or the yeah. mental ability to concentrate and that's the difference between the greatest players in the world to the people who are sort of second tier and so I hope that I mean I- this really just sort of touch home um, in, in the truth of how we function. Some of us are not the greatest athletes or or the greatest of any particular thing, but it's about being the greatest you can be. And the way you can do that is by managing your emotional state, by managing your mental state in any given period of time and having that awareness and having some abilities and some strategies to achieve that. That is the greatest gift you can give to yourself.
1: And I hope this recording has come across okay. The wind's been blowing my hair a little bit. So we do apologize if the wind has caused any distraction to you and we need to wrap up because our daughter is getting ready to do her next. Next so we're gonna go.
0: So I uh, hope you enjoyed this pretty good podcast. I hope you just enjoyed this impromptu um, podcast here. And so, uh, podcasts on the road. Podcasts on the road. Yeah. <laughs> podcasts on the road. Um, this has been Inside the Champions Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in pursuit of life, love, and legacy. If you are online, go to Facebook.com/slash Inside Champions Mind. Like us there. Comment there. If you're on iTunes, love for you to like us there. Uh, give us a rating comment will be awesome and share this podcast with other people you think need a champion's mind i'm Lawrence tam
1: and i'm karen
0: we'll see you on the next episode this has been a production of the wellness couch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives